Welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest, Molly Godfrey, who is a dating and relationship expert. And the episode starts in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Today's episode is about dating and relationships, and today we have a millennial dating and relationship expert coach, Molly Godfrey. Hi, Molly. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. We're very happy to have you, and I have tons of questions, and I'm going to pick your brain after this. Yeah, please do. So I want to first say... um, ask you to tell us about yourself, like your background before you became a dating and relationship expert. Definitely. So I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York. We didn't lock our doors. We didn't. We rode bikes in the street, super rural cornfields. Mm -hmm. Um, So super small town upbringing. And then I went to school in Boston. So I've lived in four major cities. Boston, then I moved to LA, and then now I live in Brooklyn. But um, yeah, I was I was always I always had a lot of like side hustles, projects I was working on. I ultimately went into corporate finance because my family um, has a financial services business. So I did the whole hardworking, entrepreneur, um, ambitious corporate woman lifestyle. Um, it was a lot of fun, but my relationships really struggled. So my career looked really good. I, you know, was high achieving, had plenty of friends, but I really struggled in the world of dating and men and relationships. And it didn't make any sense. Like everyone else, you know, had partners, but I had a really hard time. So then what made you choose to go into the profession of becoming this dating and relationship expert coach? You know, it wasn't planned. So I, I was working in the corporate world and I was feel I felt, so, I couldn't figure out what it was, but I was like, something is missing from my life. So I did the whole eat, pray, love thing. I quit my job. <laughs> I had some savings and I was like, I got to figure out what this is. And so a friend actually invited me to a one day desire and intimacy one day course. And mm. I didn't want to go. But I was just going through a breakup and she was like, just come with me. I think it'll be good for you. And I was like, I really don't want to do it. But I showed up and I was like, oh, this is why I just like, I don't know how to be in my body. I don't know how to communicate with men. I don't know how, I don't have any of the skills that you need to have a healthy relationship. So it was really that class that started it. And then I ended up doing their coaching program and then I trained with them and it wasn't at all planned. Like if you asked me when I was 18 years old, what are you going to do? a living it wouldn't be a dating right <laughs> yeah 
So what does that training entail? Like you said, your trained desire, intimacy, and integrated mental health coach. But what does that really entail other than like the normal mental health? Yeah. So they, I started off in the realm of desire and intimacy. So, um, you know, understanding the fundamentals of masculine and feminine dynamics, both within ourselves and then with the opposite gender, how to actually hold sensation in your body, how to communicate vulnerability, how to communicate when things are uncomfortable. So the actual nuances and and emotional intelligence of building intimacy skills. So the training for that was really just a lot of my own self-work, like looking at what my triggers were, looking at what my patterns were, looking at the unhealed things in my childhood and going through all of that training so that then I can coach someone through that. So that was really the, Mm -hmm. and then my own relationship to my own sexuality, because as a woman, there's just so much conditioning we have around it. Like you're bad, you're, you're bad if you want a lot of sex or you're slutty if you want a lot of sex. And so I had to really reconcile like what, what was a healthy sexual appetite and owning that and feeling okay being a sexually expressed woman. And so I really had to do that work in myself because a lot of women come to me and say, like, I don't feel free and I don't know what I want. I don't know how to communicate what I want in bed or in an intimate situation. So there was a lot of like nuanced training in that. And then when I finished that, I moved to New York city and I really wanted to understand the connection between the mind body and like our mental health. So I had done a lot of the body work, but I want to, wanted to understand like the neuroscience, the wiring, like why we fall in love, why we're attracted to certain people, the thoughts and the beliefs that we tell ourselves and how like we are actually, our experience is based on what we think and what we believe and what we create. And so just like the actual wiring of our brains, I think was really fascinating. So I have the body and then the mindfulness approach that I work with clients on. That's that's very interesting that you, you think of relationships being like really physical or intimate and people lacking on that emotional intelligence side. So I I think we can all take away little tidbits on ourselves to improve our emotional intelligence, which would then lead to improving our current relationships or our luck with future ones. Yeah. And I always say like, I just love, I love this work because relationships Yes, you're in a dynamic with another person, but you're actually just learning how to be with yourself. Like if you can learn how to be with yourself and then communicate that in connection with someone, like there's just so much magic there and there's so much to learn and it requires so much showing up for and so much just growth to have a healthy, committed relationship. And so I think it's so rewarding to do the work that I do. When it comes to relationships and dating, like what are the most common mistakes you see women making? There's, there's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think as women, we forget how, how much we offer in a relationship and how powerful we are. And that's the hardest thing for me to see. Women come to me and they don't know what they want or they're not clear. They keep dating the same people over and over again. And there's a way that they've forgotten themselves. And it's like, you are so powerful. You have so much in there. You have so much to offer. Like, how can we leverage your confidence? How can we leverage your self-worth? How can we um, like get you in touch with all those amazing parts of you that 
you bring in a relationship. And so I think there's a way that we abandon ourselves through a lot of conditioning and just things that we're taught. And so the biggest problem I see is that women just like, they don't see themselves as the amazing creatures that they are and the amazing beings. I'm just like, you guys are so powerful. You have so much to offer. And so I think that forgetting of ourselves and remembering of ourselves is so important. Now, do you also work with men in the dating and relationship side or strictly women? It used to. I used to coach men and I used to coach couples, but I niched it down to women. But yeah. it was so helpful when I did coach men because this is the other problem I see is that we have these beliefs around dating that men are idiots. They only want sex. They're dumb. And it's like, there's generalizations that have gotten in there. Yes. And the men I coached are like, I love women. I just want to be in a committed relationship. And we forget that. And so there's so much healing and training to do around being able to see the opposite gender as they are. So what would you say what is the most important thing that women should do to improve their existing relationships and also to improve their dating patterns or luck with dating? Yeah. I would say like being really clear on what it is that you want, like commitment. They say communication is really important in relationships and it is, but ultimately commitment, like committing to the person that you're with, no matter what, and like loving them, even if they ultimately don't choose to love you back, like, like really making that commitment is what's going to withstand the relationship. So right now I see a lot of people breaking up and it's like, well, the couples that are surviving, we're going to survive anyway. And the couples that are breaking up, we're going to break up anyway. So if you're in a relationship, like commit or let go. And I think that's, that's where we hold ourselves back is not being able to make choices and not being able to commit. Um, but then in the dating world, like just being really, really clear about what you want. Like if you want something casual, great, own that. If you want something serious, own that and be, and don't be afraid to communicate it. Like be willing to fail fast, like communicate it early on. And if they're not for you, then next someone else's, someone else will appear. I'm all about yes. that. No wasting time. If someone's not right for you, cut them out. Yeah. What would you say is the most challenging thing for people to grasp? I think we have a really hard time. If you've struggled in relationships before, it can be really hard to believe that what you want exists because you, that wire hasn't been established yet. So if you've only had really difficult patterns of dating and relationships, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so that's why coaching is so helpful to hold someone, to have someone hold you through an experience of, being vulnerable, expressing what you want so that you have a new experience of it going well and have it being successful. But I would say where people get stuck is like not allowing themselves to believe that they can have, it can be exactly how they want. They can create an amazing experience. It can be fun. It can be exciting. It can be connected. Um, and some people don't want to give that up. Some people like just, you know, struggling and it's, and it's hard. And so having an abundance mindset of like, can be actually this amazing it can be this good and allowing that to be but you have to make that choice that's a choice that the individual has to make yeah so if people in your area were struggling with relationships or dating and they're needing help or needing some assistance how would they go about contacting you and scheduling whether it's phone calls meetings i'm, I'm not exactly sure what your day-to-day -day life is pre-quarantine, <laughs> but would love to learn more about that. 
Yeah. Um, so I live in New York City, so I kind of bop around the city. I do like a lot of networking, just connecting with women, plugging into different communities, speaking where I can, being of service where I can. Um, but for the most part, like I have certain days where I do all my calls. I also do a lot of writing. So I do a lot of content writing, just personal writing. Um, but I offer a relationship strategy session. So within like five or 10 minutes, I can pick out like the three main areas that someone's stuck. And then if I'm, if I'm the right fit, we'll do a deeper dive session. If I'm not, I'll point them in a different direction, but the best way is to just hop on the phone. I can usually diagnose pretty quickly what's going on. So are, are there a lot of dating and relationships coaches out there or is it, is it pretty limited in the offerings? There's, it's funny. I'm in a group with a bunch of other dating and relationship coaches and we, we all niche in different areas. So some focus only on physical intimacy, some focus on um, like couples relationships. I tend to focus on like single ambitious corporate woman because I can relate to her. Um, but I have creative clients. I have all sorts of clients, but everyone sort of has a different, like I'm going to speak to someone differently than like a colleague of mine. And so sometimes I'm like, you're a better fit for my really good friend that went through my training and you know, I'll connect you. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a personally tailored experience. And can you tell us more about like your books and what they cover? Like, is it, the same topic that you do, like sex and relationships, dating. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a book yet. It's in the works, but I publish on online blogs and online publications. So okay, um, I publish a lot about breakups, a lot about dating. Um, when this all started, like how does, when quarantine started, how to not kill your partner, how to you know, <laughs> make it through a fight, how to like navigate really tough stuff. So I just, I write a lot based on my training and my personal experience, but I publish it mostly on medium. And then I have a personal blog, but um, yeah, I just have a lot of content on that's how a lot of people find me is they'll read an article and then they'll, they'll reach out. So, yeah, I mean, that sounds like all very relatable and applicable topics. I may have to read some of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting sex in the city vibe. So the whole writer and, you know, sex and dating and all that relationships expert, it's very appealing, actually. So what made you be interested in writing? Because it is a different medium than just like talking to someone, but writing as well, that's like really difficult for me. How do you like approach it? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, it's because I've never ta- I've never taken a formal writing class. Like my background is spreadsheets and you know accounting and finance. So mm-hmm. um, when I moved to New York City and I started my mindfulness mental health training, my boss was like, "Hey, I have this blog. Would you write for us?" So she she paid me per article, and I was like, "Are you sure?" And then I walked in. She was like, "We published it." I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's on the internet." <laughs> so it just it like just naturally started happening and I was going through a breakup at the time so I was writing about I was just like it was so cathartic to just write about the relationship our communication breakdowns our problems and then um that was in September and then since then I've just continued to write things and publish things but it's a lot of it's from a storytelling perspective like there's a problem mm. there's a breakthrough and then this is how like this is what I've learned since. So a lot of it's from a storytelling framework. Love that. Oh. 
Do a lot of your friends come to you specifically asking for relationship or dating advice or check out this person? Does he seem right for me? Do they keep pestering you about it? It's so funny. Um, A lot of my friends are in the coaching space, so we all um, have similar training, but a lot of them are afraid. They're like, they're like, I'm not going to ask Molly. She's going to tell me the truth and she's going to tell me something I don't want to (laughs) hear. So it's a mixed bag, but a lot of people, um, and I'm happy to, they're just like, you know, this is going on. What do you see? So my good friends, yeah, we, we, we have some good dialogue, but a lot of friends too are just like, Molly's too scared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you balance out your professional career with your personal life? Like how, how do you create that balance? It's, it's, uh, it's a great question. Um, boundaries are important. You know, I coach women on obviously boundaries are super important in dating. So I do like batch my time. Um, but a lot of my job is like my own relationship. I share about it on social media just because, you know, he and I go through things that are helpful and teachable. And I do like Instagram lives. He doesn't love it. He's a little more private, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's something I'm still learning. Like the, it's a, it's a line to tread like, okay, where, where can I shut off and just be Molly? And that's what I really like about my relationship is it's like when we're together, I'm just me. And then, you know, if the content happens to be helpful otherwise, but it's, it's like an identity um, thing you have to work out. It's something I'm still learning, but boundaries are helpful Mm -hmm. and plugging into other things like wellness and yoga and whatnot. Especially since your profession, it does cross over into personal life. Like it's very relatable. It's not, you're not in that finances, marketing type world anymore. You're, you're more talking about things that are very applicable to your daily life. So it's impressive that you're able to kind of decompress and um, compartmentalize everything. Thank you. Thank you. Now, do you have tips for our listeners to take away and, you know, apply to their current relationships or people who are single like me who can like are afraid of dating but want to date? Those are like the main questions. I yeah. Have. So tips for people dating or hesitant to date. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like really get connected to why you want to be in a relationship. Like what is the why behind it? Because you want to look at, you know, is, am I doing it to fill a hole? Am I doing it to feel lonely? Or do I really want someone to contribute and enhance my life? Do I want to get to know someone? Do I want to be connected to someone else? Like really seriously asking that before doing anything else. And like, let yourself just be in the fantasy and be excited. Like I always recommend clients to like, really picture like how do you want your time to feel when you're with the person when you're with the person you're dating what do you guys want to be doing like what does it feel like in your body like and it's called um creating future memories so you can actually just sit and meditate and like think about being out like for me like out in new york city with your partner like exploring things or like being in bed and waking up together like really imprinting those in your body so that when the person when you do start dating and a person appears like you can either see yourself with that or it's not aligned. So just like spending time with yourself in that way, I think is really important as you begin to start dating. 
um, and let yourself have fun. Like that's the biggest thing is you deserve to have fun in dating. Like you deserve to have a fun date. You deserve to have a fun interaction. Like that's the most important part. And so if that's not the case, like looking at maybe there's some old baggage or there's some old, um, things that need to be healed and taking responsibility for those and setting yourself up best. Um, and then if you're in a relationship, I would say, similar, like have fun and like, remember that your partner is their own completely separate person with their own needs, their own experiences. Like it can be so easy to project onto them and, uh, yeah, like just make everything mean something about you. And it's like, no, they're just their own person and they're living life through their experiences and, like at the baseline, hopefully you respect them and you care about them and you want the best for them too. So that's the biggest thing I've learned in relationships is like, oh, they're their own person and they're having their own experiences. And you know, what, what do we both want and what feels good? And always coming back to a place of desire because desire is so important in a relationship to be connected to. And that's so true. What are red flags for when you're trying to date someone, especially on dates? And then if you're trying to be a little bit more serious with that person, what are red flags? Yeah, that- that's a great question. I think one of the biggest things I try and instill with the women I work with is like having such a deep connection to yourself that you like, I think in the back of our head, we always know if something's good for us or if something's not good for us. Like there's always a voice and mm-hmm when you learn what your yes and your no is in your body, like it's so important to just like really be honest about that. And so red flags are just like, you know, is this person smothering or do they respect my boundaries? Does it feel good? Like, is there, um, is there something underneath what they're saying? Like, do they feel honest? So just like having that, like being real, being willing to just be really careful in the first few weeks, like, what are their intentions? Um, does what they say versus what they like, does their profile reflect what they say? Like you want to look for alignment, like any gaps in that. And then okay. like really knowing what your values are too. Like if you really value family, if you really value career and ambition, like are you guys on the same page? And so I think red flags, I think we can feel them a lot in our body when something doesn't feel right. But then um, yeah, like if someone is, overly communicative to in a way that doesn't feel good. Um, And then like, just if if there's a lot of baggage about old relationships, there's so many directions I could take it in, but. um, Right. So you mentioned profile. So that makes me want to lead into a discussion around like dating apps and just what are your general thoughts on dating apps since we're in such a technological era now? I think they're amazing. I think. I, per- I met my boyfriend on Hinge. A lot of my friends have gotten married from Hinge. Um, uh, clients of mine have dated from Tinder, Bumble. I think they're great. I think if you're going in with the right intentions, if your profile, what worked for me was my profile was just super honest, super clear. You know, I wrote like, this is how you win with me. This is what I'm looking for. And if you're going in with that intention, I think they can be super successful. And, um, it's amazing who you could like, who you can meet on a dating app. It's wild. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of them and most of my clients meet their partners on dating apps. I did. Um, so I have 
from personal experience and friends, we've dabbled in um, the dating apps and Mm -hmm. have gone on dates with people that we didn't necessarily think were truly right or the ones um, to really get more of a a feeling it out type of situation. Um, Do you recommend that women go and and uh, pursue those kind of maybe opportunities to determine whether, yes, it, they should go with something around that route or no? Yeah, that is such a good, I'm so glad you asked. Such a good question. Um, really dating is, the whole concept of dating ultimately is to figure out if you will partner with this person. So it's a really just a big process of experimentation. And I think it is so important to just like, see what's out there. If it's not a fit, move on. If they are, explore it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's like any other sort of investment or work that you do. It's not going to happen necessarily on the first attempt. So it is important to, to see things out. And a lot of times clients, they'll go on a few dates, but they'll know that one of the pers- one of the people they're dating, they're like, that's their pick. So they go on a few others and they're like, mm-hmm. no, like this confirms that I, I really like this person, then I want to start establishing what a more serious connection would look like. But I think it's so important to to experiment and go out there. Yeah. And I feel like some of the um, deal breakers that you once thought were actually going to be deal breakers may not end up being that big of a deal when you actually start going on dates and kind of flushing mm-hmm. things out. Yeah, yeah. And the best thing to do in that spot is just like communicate, like, hey, like naming the thing, like, Hey, um, like, I'm curious what you meant when you said this or like having, being willing to have a conversation about it can often clear it and just like naming it and being willing to do that. Um, so I agree. Like sometimes things feel bigger than they really are. And then when you talk Mm -hmm. about them, they get resolved. I'm a big fan of just like holistic wellness. So the mind body connection, like having important routines, like making sure you're being active, moving, moving your energy, um, taking like self-care is really the biggest part of relationships. Like you have to feel good. Like if you're feeling good, then you're going to attract someone. You're just, you're going to be more pleasurable to be in a relationship with. And like, it's just important for your own care. So like taking care of yourself is so, so important when it comes to dating and just being a human, being in a relationship. So a lot of times when we just make that the priority, the relationship kind of naturally happens because we feel, because we feel so good and we're vibrating from that place. Yeah. I know in times in which I'm not really focusing on my self-care, I'm definitely a grump in my relationship. (laughs) What self-care tips do you have? Like what different types of self-care? Is it like taking a bath? Is it doing a face mask? Is it getting your nails done or is it more specific? Those are all really good things. I think movement like I said, I'm just such a huge fan of movement, being active, moving your body. It's really the body does just store things. And it's so important to just have have it be a channel and have it be in flow. I would also say like quality women connection is so important. Like women that you can that can hold space for you, that tell you the truth, that back your desires. Like I think that's one of the biggest forms of self-care is like surrounding yourself with really quality people in your life. Um, I'm a big fan of routines, like just something that like either you listen to a podcast in the morning or you read an article. I'm a big fan of not looking at your phone for the first 30 minutes of the day. Like journaling is really good. Just like every day, like I spend at least 30 minutes every day, just like 
visioning, writing out goals, writing out gratitudes, writing out desires, like just giving myself that space. And then I start the day from that place versus like checking your email first thing in the morning. It's because that can just send you in a tailspin for the rest of the day. So yeah, yeah. I'm really bad about that. Looking at my phone when I wake up in the morning. So I need to work on that. But um, what is a good resource for people to use to get in touch with their bodies if that's an issue for them? Like specific intimacy, how do they get in touch with their bodies? I would say if you've never done any type of body work, meditation is a really good place to start. Like learning how to turn off your mind and like sit with yourself and just like feel what comes up. I'm also a big fan of breath work. There's tons of just different breath work classes out these days. Um, yoga, I've really loved any like slow, mindful, like even just slow walks, um, slow stretching, okay. breath work, big fan of acupuncture, any type of like massage or craniosacral, anything that can help you um, – like, cause, cause that's what intimacy is. It's like, how do we expand our range? Like when things become high sensation, it's like, can we stay in our body to like lean into it and have those difficult conversations or have like open to have all the love that your partner wants to give you. So there's a way that we just have to learn how to stay in our body. And so meditation is really good. Any sort of like, even just a gym routine. Um, but it can start really small and just like, being in the present moment, feeling your feet on the ground. Mm. Like you can just every morning when you wake up, just like look at all the things in your room and like, what does it feel? What does the air feel like on your skin? What is like, what do you notice? Like these are all things that are keeping you present in your body versus in our heads and anxiety. Yeah. Going up into that head space. So just being more aware of, of your body as a whole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of routines, I'm a fan of routines, having a daily one, a morning one, a night one, any sort of routine. What's your daily routine like as a relationship expert? Uh, That's a great question. (laughs) So I wake up and I go have lemon water and then I wait 15 minutes and I have celery juice. And then I wait 30 minutes after the celery juice and I go journal. So I'll go write like really just desires, things I'm excited about, gratitude. I try and write like 50, like 50 goals or 50 visions. Um, And then I go and make a smoothie. And then currently I'll walk my dog. So I'll go outside and walk my dog. And then I either do, oh, I forgot to mention another body, great body work tip is EFT tapping. I don't know if you guys are familiar no, can you explain? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a practitioner, but I've gone through it with a coach. But it's using different acupressure points on your body. So, um, top of your head, your temple, your cheekbone, but it basically just calms the nervous system. So that's a really good way to also just um, do more somatic work. So I'll okay. either do a tapping routine or I'll do a meditation routine. And then depending on the day, I'll either sit down. And I, I also try and write for at least an hour a day. So that's like the baseline. So depending on the day, I'll either jump into calls after that or I'll write. Nice, nice. So your routine probably changed with COVID. Are you doing phone calls or video calls? I do Zoom with my clients. Zoom calls. You yeah. do Zoom? Okay. Yeah. 
So what would like a, a, um, an appointment with you be like? Like, do you talk about daddy issues and then go from there? And like, <laughs> I don't know, like what specifics? Yeah, it, it's, it's tailored for everyone a little bit differently. But for the most part, it's... Right. I work with women over three months. The first two months are really just self-work. So building self-esteem, building self-worth, um, clearing up baggage. I have, it's called leave, love, live. So leave everything behind. It's creating the space for what we want next. And then the third part is really the relationship to the masculine or the opposite gender that they want to date. But um, yeah, I mean, it's always based on desire. So something that jealousy might be a really big thing coming up for them family mm. issues might be a really big thing but for the most part it's always like keeping everyone in the present moment and like really being mindful of what the thoughts are or you being compassionate to yourself um and then a lot of times the last third is clients start dating so then we work out like okay what's coming up in the new relationship you know what what conversations are you having so it's i don't know if that was a good answer but it's it's different for everyone so like a dating game plan, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely probably going to email you after this. So don't be surprised. <laughs> so do you just work in New York or are you U.S. Um, wide? Yeah, I have clients on the West Coast, Seattle, Boston, New York. They're all over. Um, Very cool. The plan was to do some travel this year, but I'm probably staying put to the rest of the year. Yeah. So then where can we tell our listeners to go to learn more about you or find areas to contact yeah. you? This is your chance to plug. So the best place is Instagram. Ask for Molly is my handle. Um, that's got all my content. It's got links. Uh, I have IGTVs. I post different things on there. Um, if you're a writer, you like content, Medium is a really good place to find me as well. And then my website is just mollygodfrey.com. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for coming to our podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. It was really fun having you and you gave some really helpful and insightful tips that we really can think about and take into our lives and change our routines a little bit and figure out what we truly want. And just being aware that there's people like you out there to help us, that we're not stuck. There's always someone there to help us. Yes. Fighting the good fight here. It was great having Molly on the podcast. What do you think? It really was. I didn't know that there were dating and relationship experts out there and so readily accessible. Um, it's nice to know that there's um, different categories that people are focused in. So you don't just have one expert covering the entire gamut of possibilities, but they're actually working as a team to kind of filter you to, uh, towards which expert coach is best suited for you. Yes. And I think we have seen a million dollar matchmaker and have some preconceived notion of what that job looks like and that she's the only one. But to see that Molly's not the only one and that there are others just like her is really, you know, motivating and inspiring. It is. And that her main takeaway is personal or self-care to focus on you first and bettering yourself and I feel like that's so important and it's so easily overlooked and that we're always wanting to um, make the other person like us or want to be with us but we have to like ourselves before that for sure 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.